This is Daily Energy with Doug Pinter of Anytime Fitness Peoria. We can all take a step toward healthier living, one day at a time, one step at a time, to get you to a healthier place. And we're right here with you. Daily Energy. All right, good morning, everybody. This is Doug Pinter with Anytime Fitness North Peoria on Daily Energy. I got my buddy Brent Fox with Summer and Associates in here. How you doing this morning, Brent? Doug, I'm, I'm ready to go. I've been up since about one, so let's do this. You look like you've had about eight pots of coffee in you. Uh, your daughter was up late last night with storms, keeping you up late. We're going to talk about some exciting stuff about uh, people selling things out of your home. Are you insured? Uh, you're probably thinking, well, I only sell an item or two. But uh, we're going to dig a little deeper into that with Brent Fox on, and Summer's uh, Brent Fox with Summer and Associates. I need some of that coffee you downed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Well, we got uh, we got quite a bit to uh, cover. First off, I want to give a, a shout out to two of my buddies that made the cut yesterday and playing in the John Deere uh, Classic this upcoming week, uh, Bryce and Joe. This uh, young gentleman, Bryce, he hits the golf ball a country mile. I mean, um, yesterday on a par five, 600 yards, he hit driver four iron in. It's unbelievable. Bryce, you absolutely smashed it. When we were up uh, playing in the Waterloo Open, he won the long drive contest with 408-yard drive. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable to watch that. So congratulations to him. And then Joe, uh, way to put together a nice back nine. I was fortunate enough to be with both these gentlemen yesterday. Joe rattled off three, four birdies in a row uh, to make that cut line. So best of luck this upcoming week at John Deere Classic. Uh, for everyone in Peoria, if uh, you don't have anything going on this week, head on over to Silvis. It's about an hour and 15 minutes away, TPC of John Deere. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, go check it out. Uh, got a pretty solid field uh, amongst just my two buddies there. Um, so get on over. I, I think the low score this upcoming week is supposed to be pretty good conditions over there. I'm going to say someone cards a 60. Thursday through Sunday, someone's going to put a 60 on the board over there. I'll be there Thursday. So, What I'll would you fire, Brent? Have you ever played over there? Let's change topics. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> That'd be the front nine? Such a golfer. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about the Olympics real quick as well. Sounds like it's going well so far. Sounds just like, you know, I hear they displaced, uh, not displaced, but moved 3,000 families to put these venues in that will be sitting empty in about four weeks. I just... You know, I think one of the best things that never happened in Illinois was Chicago getting the Olympics. I mean, it's a traffic jam trying to get to a Cubs game. What would the Olympics have done up there? I can't imagine. And then all the construction projects that have to go on. And then the way we are these days with security and, and all those kinds of things, The uh, it just sounds like a, a nightmare right now. So I just heard the rowing team uh, was on a, a talk show on the way in. They were talking about how they have to cover their water bottles in plastic baggies and all these different sanitation things. I reached out to a friend of mine. He's a producer for CBS. He's running a camera crew over there just to get a little more insight. So hopefully next week uh, we might even have him call in and uh, discuss what's going on over there. But you mentioned something that I hadn't heard about just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I heard on the radio last night. Um, I'm not sure all the details. I don't remember. But um, they hired a security company to take care of all the security and um they were supposed to have somewhere around 3,000 or plus security people hired for the event. And uh, 
after the first month, uh, they had only about 350 or something like that. I don't remember again. Just the exact a few numbers. shy of that. Yeah, just number. a few shy, not to mention training and prep and all those kinds of things. And so there's just even a mess from a security standpoint. And and obviously, there's they said there's credible threats already coming in and stuff like that. It's a scary time. I just wish we could focus on the athletes and the sports and the stories. But unfortunately, we're dealing with all these things right now. So I don't understand. I mean, I get the uh, tourists and draw to, to bring money into the city, but... I mean, can't we better utilize some of these other stadiums that are already up and going and maybe disperse the different sports across the world instead of just in one venue? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They didn't ask me to be on the committee, so I'm not sure all the yeah, details will go into it. But it sounds like it's a, a struggle, but let's hope by the time it kicks off and we get going that it goes without a without a hitch and that we don't notice those things. And hopefully we can be talking more about the stories and the athletes and things like that instead of the problems that are happening. So. Yeah, they always have good storylines yep. over there with the athletes. And, you know, I think one thing a lot of people tune in to watch is maybe if you were in a high jump or swimming, whatever it may be, you're definitely going to tune in and watch those sports to kind of relate with those right, athletes. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about you this past week. I logged quite a few miles walking uh, courses. And I know in our last show, we were talking about that Fitbit yep. with the insurance program. You care to uh, just touch on that quickly, uh, what that program looks like? Because if I was walking 10 miles a day for the last week and a half, I mean, that's logging some miles. So yep. Uh, I, I should probably get on that program. Yeah, let's give a quick summary of kind of what we talked about last time because I do think it's a, uh, a product that's a little bit unique and uh, it, it goes right in with Anytime Fitness and things like that with the golf and all the stuff. So let me give you a quick synopsis of what we talked about uh, from a life insurance standpoint. Um, it's, it's a product that actually ties your life insurance premiums with your health and wellness instead of just kind of generating a premium and moving forward. It's a little bit of a motivator because uh, I know for my wife, especially money is a motivator um, to do a lot of different things. And so um, the product itself uh, starts you off with a free Fitbit uh, if you sign up for it, um, or you can get a discount on, on a different device if you don't uh, if you prefer some different, but um, it ties those steps that you do every day with the Fitbit in with your life insurance premiums. And then there's additional bonuses and benefits uh, as you go at reaching certain milestones within there. It can yeah, keep your premium low or lower it even more. And then it gives lots of other discounts for uh, cruises and shopping and different things like that. So I guess the way I look at it, there's two different kinds of people that this is perfect for. It's that person that's already doing those things. It's the person that's going to any type fitness and working out. It's the person that's already going to the doctor and getting the screenings and taking care of their body, well, they should be rewarded even more for that. And this is a program or a product that can do that for them. Um, it's going to reward them for taking care of themselves. And then the other person I think about is that person who just needs that extra motivation to get going. And again, if money's your motivator or anything like that, it's just one more thing that says, you know, I need to get up. Um, I can see the numbers on my Fitbit. I can see the numbers in, in my premium and my bill because of how it correlates with what I'm doing in the activity. And so I just think those are two perfect scenarios for people to say, you know what, I'm already doing it. I want to be rewarded or I really want to I want to take control of my life and get better and get healthy. And this may be just the extra kick that gets them over the edge to do it. So I think it's unique. I think it's really a, a neat product for, for where we're at right now. We've got Brent Fox with Summer and Associates, our go-to professional in-house, just uh, touching up on the Fitbit uh, program that uh, he and his company offer. It's very unique, makes a lot of sense. Insurance companies spend a few dollars today so they can save hundreds right. later on down the road. And I know quite a few of my buddies, Jake, you're texting in right now. Uh, 
<laughs> I love your remarks every Friday morning. Uh, I know, you know, Jake, for instance, he's competitive. He likes to go work out and challenge himself. So he would, he might be that individual, you know, yep. who has a little bit of competitive edge and a few extra steps, saves them a few extra bucks, put in the family's pocket. Right, right, right. And it makes a big difference in the long run, not just for an individual, but just uh, our overall health. Uh, anyway, we obviously discussed before about just our healthcare situation and the, and the costs that are just going up and up and up. Uh, if everyone kind of does a little bit of their part in and, and that fashion, it's going to be able to make some major changes in our in our personal health and just in our country and our in our financial situation. So it, it makes a big difference. It's like throwing a rock into a, into a pond and the ripple effects are huge. So Yeah, and you know, we talk monetary. I mean, that that is a strong motivator for a lot of people, let alone, hey, you're going to add years, livable years to your life by getting your health and wellness right. under control now. Let's talk a little bit, you know, when when you and I visited this morning about 7.30, you threw something at me that just floored me. Uh, people working out of their homes. Yeah. How many people work out of their homes, small businesses? Uh, you ran some stats by me and it, it was staggering and then we're going to really knock people's socks off with some uh, some information here. Yeah, I hate being the bearer of bad news or or uh, you know the negative guy, but I do think there's some things that are worth talking about within that because I think we're in a culture, we're in a, a mode these days where people are looking for ways to either earn additional income on the side or uh, with the digital age, we're able to do things differently. We don't need brick and mortar as much. We don't need to be stuck in one spot. And so there's a lot of great ways that people are doing that. They, I think I read some, an article recently that they said, uh, well, a small business is a business that has 500 or less employees. That's a lot of small businesses. But um, they say of the small businesses, 52% of them are in-home or home-based businesses is what the, what the statistic from Forbes that I read uh, recently. So there's a lot of people doing things out of their home, and that's really neat. I think it uh, creates a lot of exciting cool things. It's awesome. It's great opportunity. I know a lot of people that have their regular 40 hour work week and then they, they sell things on the side. Mm -hmm. You know, one company, uh, Rodin and Fields, I'm probably mispronouncing that. I think it's a cosmetic line. I see quite a few of my friends on Facebook mm -hmm. just posting things like, Hey, if you're looking for better skin or something, I mm -hmm. should, I should probably give them a call. <laughs> should have done that a long time ago. That's on my to-do list. But you know, they're selling things out of their home. So as cool as it may be to look at making some extra income, what type of exposure is happening out there? Well, yeah, it is It is exciting. And in no way, shape, or form am I trying to discourage that because I think it's exciting. I think it's the American dream. And I think people should do what they love and, and have some sort of financial reward for that. And so I would encourage it a lot. Um, I guess one of the things I think is important, a few of the things I think are important to discuss from an insurance and a risk standpoint um, is just kind of the things that I think people should be talking to their agents or they should be reading a little bit more about. And I think if you're out there considering or currently doing any kind of in-home business where you bring in on any income, I don't care if you're reporting it or not, but on some level, if you're doing something out of your home, I'm not saying everything's at a risk or everything's not covered, but I think there's some important people and some important questions you need to be asking. And I think two people you should probably find and put in your pocket is a good attorney, and uh, Jeff Bach, attorney, Jeff at Bach attorney at law um, and an insurance guy. And I think those are two critical uh, people you need to have that conversation with ongoing. Brent Fox. I know Summer a guy. Associates. Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah. So do I. And the reason, a lot like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reasons being is, is um, let's just take a, a typical homeowner's policy. They're written. 
for a typical home. They're written, uh, they're rated, they're based, they're, they're taking a picture, a snapshot of, of what you are as a normal home. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my dad used this phrase over and over. If you use a tool the wrong way, it's going to be broken. If you use a tool in a way that's not meant for its use, you're going to break it. And I feel like insurance is the same way. If uh, you know it's rated for a home, it's rated for a regular home risk. But if you're using it above and beyond and it's different, the insurance policy isn't meant to react to those kinds of things. And so I think we all would love to be able to just, you know, without thinking, do any kind of business out of our home, but you need to consult your insurance agent. You need to read the contracts. You need to figure out where coverage from a regular homeowners starts and stops because it's sometimes some of those home-based type things are covered, but there are a lot of times where they're not. Um, they're, it's easy to fix, but you need to have that conversation. So let's just say hypothetically, yeah. I, I go get some uh, facial product or <laughs> something to smooth out my nails. I don't know from this rodent in fields. Sure. And I go to their house to pick up <clears throat> my order, mm-hmm. drop my check in route. You know, mm-hmm. I take a stumble off their stairs, fall, hit my head, uh, have to go to the hospital. What, and let's say they're storing product or inventory at their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a scenario. One on what would I do uh, to cover my costs right. for hospital expenses, and then what would happen if their home, God forbid, were to to be gone in a sure. fire or something, or sure. a shed that they're keeping their products in? What happens to all that? Is it well, insured? Generally speaking, I'm going to just kind of preface everything with this: an insurance uh, contract, insurance policy, is a contract between the carrier and the client. So I'm, I can't speak directly to every one of them because there's lots of different contracts. But generally speaking, so uh, as let's say you, like you said, the buyer, if you are on their property, they. Uh, they're responsible for the care of that property. So yes, if they are, there's a slip and fall, an injury or any kind of loss, um, you could potentially have the right to have them be paying for that. Um, so, But then on the other side of it, if they are the ones uh, where the lawsuit or the medical bills are uh, are gonna rack up, it, they're gonna look for the money and the money is gonna be, it's gonna, the responsibility and the money is gonna be on that person who owned that home. And so just from a liability standpoint, they've now put their themselves at risk. And um, and so there's things that they need to be careful about and there's insurance policies there, but a typical homeowner's policy is not written to, to defend or protect that incident because if they're doing a business out of their home, that's different than a regular homeowner's as we discussed. And so the chances are that's probably going to be, a, could be a denied claim or at least a big argument. And so if nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, if nothing else, if it's not a claim, there's a duty to defend. So if they come after and try to sue those people, even if those people are completely in the right, there's gonna there's a duty to defend there, and so I would assume the floodgates really open up if it got really ugly, because then the state and feds are going to ask why this company wasn't an LLC uh, or a corporation mm-hmm. of some court and or uh, some case, and uh, why they're not paying taxes. Yeah, it, on, yeah, there's on the sales, way. and I mean, this thing could just snowball out of uh, control. You know. A lot of people out there listening, you might be sitting at your home PC right now, just made a sale on eBay or something and wondering, well, you know what, that's great and all, but that'll never happen to me. Uh, Well, it happens. You know, no one plans on accidents happening. That's why we got Brent Fox, Summer and Associates in here talking about if you're working out of your home, you really need to consider uh, reaching out to uh, Brent and his uh, associates there. There's, over in Washington and make sure everything is covered. There's a great story that I heard once um, when I started out my career of just a liability situation. I think it's a, a great picture. Um, uh, 
a large commercial store was selling lawn chairs and they were getting them from China, but a guy was able to find and be the intermediary with that. And so he ordered the chairs from China, got them to his house, never opened the box, put his label on there, shipped them to these large stores. Genius. Yeah. So that's great. Sounds like a great business model. This guy's making money by putting stickers on a box. And so um, the claim shook out where a woman was sat on a chair in a store and it busted. Well, that store had their contract taken care of, so they were not liable for that. Well, they went after the people in China and they weren't liable for it either. So guess who ended up getting sued and getting in trouble was the middleman who stuck the sticker because he was the only person that they could they could pin that on. And so it's just that's kind of a, a great example of this guy probably thinks he's doing, you know, something very innocent, very not a big deal, no risk. Well, yes, it's a rare claim, but it just shows you that, you know, if you're part of this process, um, you're, you've left yourself at some exposure. So that's that's a good third third party liability situation. And you did mention um stuff products that's another thing that people don't think about so if you are let's ordering candles for people and you're taking orders and that's great well the big shipment came in let's say it's five or six or eight grand worth of candles i don't know what it would be that's a lot of candles that is a lot of candles but if you're doing well that may not be that if it went up in a fire that would i mean that'd smell pretty good a candle fire would smell great um vanilla bean or something on a friday morning sitting Uh, outside yeah coffee so then if you try to file a claim on your homeowners for all of these things they're going to ask the question so why do you have six thousand dollars worth of candles that you would like uh, us to pay for um are you just really into candles um but it may shake out that that well that seems like you're running a business and there's a good chance that that's going to be denied so whether it be candles electronic equipment anything like that uh, maybe you like to tinker and fix people's laptops and you take somebody's home and you start to try to fix it you go to bed and the candles that you're also selling burn the house down well now you just lost not only someone's three thousand dollar computer that you've got to find a way to pay for you've also lost all of their data on that computer what if they don't have that they're going to need that the programs that they pay to put on there. So there's just I'm not trying to be scary, but there is a lot of things that go into it that you can't just pick up and start a business in your home and think that everything's going to be fine, no matter how little or how much you're making. Happy Friday, everybody! Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Happy you're Friday. Welcome. So far, I I got an urge to go buy some candles this yeah. afternoon. I don't know. Yeah. We have Brent Fox with Summer and Associates in here. Uh, we covered a little bit about the Fitbit program. Um, I got to look more into that. If I'm logging the miles, I might as well get paid for it, right? Yeah, we can look into that pretty easy. And then, uh, well, you you guys handle all my stuff from commercial to home to auto to life. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys do a fantastic job over there, Washington Square. Didn't you guys just have some big thing around the square a week or two ago? No, maybe? There's, there's always things going on out there. It's really a neat community. They got a lot of things going on. So yeah. I'm not sure we may have. I'm look sure out my with- front window. <laughs> you're just buried in paperwork in there just writing claims and getting people signed up and fortunately i don't have to deal with the claims there's a lot of professionals out there that we have that deal specifically with those claims so yeah i just make sure people are taken care of so what do you got going on this afternoon uh brent you know was up uh throughout the evening with his daughter it's about 1 p.m his time right now so what do you guys got going this weekend? Are you going to get outside, enjoy a little bit of the weather? Or? Depends on what the weather does. It seems like it rains every five minutes, but I don't know that we're going too many places. We're thinking about maybe starting a home-based business, but I got to figure out what that is. So, All right, let's talk about, let's get back on track here with this home-based business. You yeah. said 52% of people own a, uh, a home-based business. Yeah. Honestly, how many of the 52% do you think are insured? Oh, gosh. You want me to answer that? You can take a guess because I don't going know to, the answer. I'm going to take a stab at it, and I'm going to say 
of the 52% of people, all these people throughout the world, I'm going to say maybe 20% we are need, insured. We needed somebody to check stats because I have no idea what that would be. And I don't even know how you would prove it because so many you know, people are just are doing it. And, and, and again, I, I, I'm trying not to be discouraging about it. I think it's a great idea. I think people should do it. I think they should look into right. it. I think that's what makes America great. And, and with this digital stuff, it allows us to do a lot of things. And even another thing that we hadn't discussed yet, but even these large corporations who, who maybe are starting to let people work out of their home and things like that and have these home offices. Now, typically those large corporations are going to be able to handle that insurance, but it's just something that they need to, um, take a look at and, and have a discussion about because another thing we're, we haven't talked about yet is is cyber liability because you start to take all these people and give them a laptop and say work out of your home um, well now it just creates one more access point for some of these people to come in and do hacks and things like that and so it's great I think it's really neat how we can have a lot of these opportunities to work at a lot of different places and things like that and, and I encourage it I just want to make sure that people are having the conversations with their agents about um, risks and, and things like that. Because like I said, it's, it's a contractual language and um, not all are the same. And so if your agent is telling you, yeah, don't worry, your home-based business is fine. It's covered. Um, maybe ask a few more questions, get it in writing because there are some endorsements you can put on your homeowner's policy that sound a lot like they're going to cover your business, um, business pursuits and things like that. And, and that's great. But all of those are very limited and you need to read the contract language and you need to read the amounts that your policy is providing for you because they're usually pretty low. Um, a lot of them maybe cover $2,500 of business, personal property and things like that. Well, that might be a, a small laptop, but it, but it does not going to get you very far. And so I just really want to encourage people to be having these conversations with their agents. I think their agents, there's a lot of great agents out there who know this stuff. And uh, they're going to be able to tell you the specifics of your policy. But a lot of times people either don't tell their agents they're even doing it or they just don't have time to ask the questions and have a conversation. And that's, that's really my goal in all of this is yes, I want to help people personally, but I just think it's, it's a conversation that people need to be having more often. Brent Fox with summer and associates in here in the studio on this uh, great Friday. What is it? August 5th, 6th. I, so. I don't even know. I can't believe July flew by. So you're saying read the policy and the whole time you're saying read the policy. There's so much language yep. in there that I do not comprehend. Yep. That is why I love doing business with you is you know, Doug, this is what you need. I tell you my situation and then you customize mm -hmm. that insurance program to fit. And then we revisit that quite yep. frequently, just making sure all of our ducks are in a row. So, you know, when you're saying read that insurance program, you know, if you're out there dealing with an insurance agent, this is just my own opinion, and they hand you over a policy and they say, here you go, you're all set. <clears throat> if you didn't have that conversation with them about what you personally need and to get that program mm -hmm. customized to fit your needs, Call my buddy Brent. Yeah. He, he'll sit down. He'll ask you the right questions. He'll get a game plan in place so you don't have to worry about. I mean, you handed me uh, my packet, just commercial liability. It had to be 52 pages. Yeah. Not that I was counting. Right. There's no way I'm reading that. Right. right. I asked you a few questions when you handed it to me. Uh, all the bases were covered. The I's were dotted. T's were crossed. Right. And I got great confidence in what you and your crew do over there in Washington at Summer and Associates. Brent Fox with us. You know, you talk about hackers. Uh, I, I don't want to get too far off topic, but next week we do have Eric English with He's Scion great. A5. They are bringing in a professional hacker that they have hired yep. to stay ahead of the game. And unfortunately, um, 
I was playing with a friend of mine this past week in a charity event, and he owns a very large corporation that was hacked mm-hmm. because one of his employees replied to an email yep. to the tune of $70,000. Yes, $70,000. Is he insured? How, how would how would that, I mean? Yeah, um, just actually talked about this recently, um, but that's where that cyber liability comes in. And so uh, just real quickly, your regular commercial or business policy usually just takes care of your property, which is tangible things um, or your liability within within what your nature and scope of doing business, but what it doesn't cover uh, is the cyber liability when people are hacking in, when malware is, is put into a system, when, when someone allows their, their boyfriend to use their business computer and all of a sudden now he's taken all that personal identifiable information. And so I think it's really an important discussion. I think it'll be a great discussion next week with partnering with people like Eric and his company to be able to provide great security. And then again, partnering up with, um, the insurance portion of it to provide cyber liability. Cause I've spoken with Eric a, a lot of times. In fact, we were supposed to go golfing today, but we were both too busy to do that. Um, and he would, he'd be the first to admit to say they're one of the best in security, but even the best security needs a cyber liability policy partner with it. Because if uh, people can hack the federal government or target and all these things, what's, what's to say they're not going to come after anybody else uh, who don't have such great security or anything. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen more and more. It's another one of these, uh, the bridges out, the bridges out thing that we should probably talk about later. But um, yeah, that's a conversation we should have, but uh, your regular business policy won't be covering that kind of stuff. I mean, um, $70,000 they were hacked into just by replying to an email, uh, the employee. And, you know, we all think we have the best employees out there and we probably do. But it's just one more blanket of security because once uh, this employee replied back, the seventy thousand was being wired, and uh, thank goodness they got that stopped in time. However, these hackers now have all this information and continue to proceed on emailing the entire staff and yep. contacts and just bad stuff. So uh, back to on point here. Yep. Fifty-two uh, percent of people working out of the home living the American dream, being their own boss. It's all great and fine until things go wrong. That's why you need to talk to my buddy Brent Fox, Summer and Associates over in Washington to make sure you got your policies and your insurance in place in case something were to happen. You know, you talk about these people working on computers, for instance. My parents give their home PC to a friend of mine from high school. And he takes it to his house, works on it. Now, if he's got 10 computers in there, he's probably sitting on what, 20 grand? Yeah, probably. And this is what we're talking about. If if something were to flood in the basement and all these computers are down there, I mean, is he insured? Right. And that's, on a regular homeowner's absolutely not. And that's the problem as far as all these all this stuff that you take on, you think is not a big deal. And everybody's buddies and friends until thousands of dollars are being thrown around and, and you never know what's going to happen. And so that's why I always say, yeah, we need to have the conversation, get protected. Um, if there's any general piece of advice as far as dealing with insurance and things like that with your agent, that I would always encourage everybody, whether it be from a commercial standpoint or a personal standpoint, you need to slow down you need to go ahead and take your time with your agent. You need to discuss, ask all the dumb questions you need to, because what we see a lot is people think that this insurance situation is a quick five minute turnaround. And that's usually where the problems happen is the agents are great. The agents are out there and want to help. They want to get you protected. But what happens is we can't protect things that we don't know are going on. And so take the time, get face to face. Don't email with your agent, get face to face with them, have the conversations. Um, it's important uh, for you because um, one claim, one uncovered claim can really 
do a real, real hit on not only your financial situation currently, but for the rest of your life. And so, I mean, if you're on a, on a million dollar lawsuit and you had no commercial coverage or anything like that, you're, you're probably gonna be paying the rest of your life on some of that stuff. I think also just touch uh, real quick. We got about two minutes left in the show. Some of you are saying, thank goodness. Others are just sitting on the edge of your seat. Uh, Jake, you're probably one of them. Um, you know, if you're emailing your insurance person to get a policy established, it, it sounds like that might not be the right person. I mean, no offense, but if you and I were emailing, uh, I wouldn't be doing the business. What's right. nice is you come into my office, we get things squared away face to face. I ask all those stupid questions and then some, and then you probably walk out of there going, what in the world? No, I love it. I love when people ask questions. I love when people want to be informed. I think it's the best way because we're going to do what we can for you. But at the end of the day, you're your, you're your own best advocate and you need to be able to take the time to do that. And so I think most agents out there want to meet face to face and a lot of people want to do it faster, but it just, that's my encouragement is, is get face to face, have the conversations, take your time and do it right. Brent Fox, Summer and Associates in here in the studio on Daily Energy. Uh, lovely Friday. We got some nice weather coming up this weekend after a storm rolled through last night. If uh, you're selling anything out of your home, if you have any product inventory, get a hold of my buddy Brent Fox, Summer and Associates. They're trusted, well-respected. I mean, your guy's name is on the title there, so you guys want to make sure uh, you guys are always putting your best foot forward. Right. And uh, I'm I'm super thrilled that uh, I do all of my work through you guys. I know everything is covered. 52% of people selling things out of their home. Not a lot of them are probably insured for the right thing. So The solution is easy and cheap. There you go. It really is. Be proactive instead of reactive. Uh, we got Olympic Games kicking off tonight. Hopefully uh, some of you will tune in. The ratings are always high. My Cubs, I'd like to see them on a roll. Joe and uh, Bryce, good luck this week at John Deere Classic. This is Brent Fox with Summer and Associates in studio and Doug Pinner with Anytime Fitness North Peoria on Daily Energy. Have a great week. PeoriaLife.com.